0: This is the 99 Black Podcast. The push each other in a circle during concert. These mosh pits can be extremely dangerous with kicking, punching, and other acts of violence.
1: All right. All Great. right. It's been a while, man. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah. You uh don't come over anymore and hang out with me anymore.
0: Just for work. <laughs> Strictly business. Yeah. But... How's everything going?
1: It's good. Are we recording? We're recording. All right. Hello, hello, all. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, audience, to our show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about something really controversial. I think today. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it should be, uh, because it is. I know we'll get to this a little bit, but it's a it's a secondary issue as Mm -hmm. far as if you disagree with me on this. Um, like if we disagree with each other in this discussion, it's not essential to our faith that you believe in once saved, always saved. And that's the topic for today. Absolutely. Once saved, always saved. Is it biblical?
0: Yeah. Um, so this was a question that was proposed to us and, um, I was like, dude, like easy, like duh, like no problem. And so I started kind of like getting into the subject and I was quickly, uh, like I quickly realized that there is, sadly, a lot of different opinions on this. Um, And it's not, that doesn't mean that the, ba- the Bible isn't truth. It's just where people water down doctrine or they kind of separate or kind of stray away from what I believe that the Bible is. Clearly teaches.
1: Before you go into, before we get to like, what does the Bible teach? Because th- that's our goal. Yeah, here. that's what we're going to talk about. Now I'm black. We discover what the <laughs> yeah. Bible teaches. Why? I I've seen this question a few times lately, talking about, you know, Christians aren't united because they believe all types of things. Yeah. Um. So how can Christianity be true if everybody's believing something different? Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, why do you think there is a spectrum of belief on this topic?
0: Um. Honestly, man, I wish I could have, like, a one answer fits all. Um, It's, so you see, like, we could take out false teachings, right? So you have, like, Catholicism, Mm -hmm. right? The original Catholic Church, not Roman Catholicism, but the original Catholic Church. When the Roman Catholic Church and Protestantism split, like, the Reformation happened, that's when the topic of this started to become... A think I believe when the original church was the original church with yeah. the original Catholic church, it was not a, even a second thought about this. There wasn't even a question to this. Right. Okay. Um, if you, uh, when I was doing the research, if you read in Catholicism, um, in some of the Catholic, um, credited sources that are used, they would say that, um, potentially you could. And then like, um, that doesn't mean that the Protestants are... That you, you could lose your salvation. That you could potentially lose your salvation. The way they propose it, though, is they're saying, like, I believe if you can't have something taken away from you if you never possessed it, right? Uh-huh. So the way they describe it, it sounds like that. Like, um, this is somehow... They, they make it sound like it's snatched away, but it's like there's no way. Like, if you read about it, it's like, uh... And then the Protestants, we have obviously a lot of denominations. And so when it comes to this, I mean, you come from the charismatic background. What is, like, pro- uh... Hallelujah. Hall- yeah. <laughs> well, what was like, the Pentecostal denomination kind of get around this? Um, you Cause? know,
1: I, I might... I don't know that I really know. Uh, they would probably say you could lose it.
0: Okay, so I that...
1: Mean, because when I was growing up, grace... Grace... Was kind of a foreign concept to where, yes, we talked about grace of God, yeah. but it always seemed like everything was going to send you to hell. Yeah, and so yeah, I would, I would, because of my upbringing, I think that it was. Yeah, you can lose your salvation; you can walk away from being a saved individual. Yeah,
0: and and so there's like this again, and and then in the, in the more reformed teaching, obviously there's nothing you can do to separate your salvation. And, and all, and here's the thing, like there's these points where they, where they hinge on this and it's like, well, like, I think you're more alluding to X, Y, and Z, and you're just like presenting it as this, right? So because a majority of our listeners are believers, and this is a subject that comes up, I wanted to focus on salvation and, and, and really kind of, present to you that like I'm not the ultimate judge of salvation, you're not the ultimate judge of salvation. Yeah. Like none of us are, right? God yeah. is. And so, that's
1: that's gonna kinda be mentioned of, you know throughout this episode. Yeah. We, but we're not we're not the judge. Yeah. And so But we can make judgments based off of what we see. Hundred percent. But eternally we don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and, and this is the way I can even touch this topic, a subject or this topic in and present something to you is because I used God's word to, to get the answer that I need to be able to uh, teach and help other believers. But it is a question that is valid because we see a lot of people who are professing to be Christians Mm -hmm. and then a lot, nothing changes. Right. right? Yeah. And then we also see like, I mean, golly, I was just saw a news article of another Christian artist I'm not going to know the name of the band because obviously I didn't listen to him that much. But uh, grew up in ministry. His dad's a pastor. Been a believer for so long. And then all of a sudden, it's like this off switch, and he's like, you know, this entitled, privileged faith. And it's like, like who are you? Like, yeah. you're totally, you've totally gone off the rails. And he's like, no, I felt like this the whole time. And it's like, that's damaging to... Uh, new believers and and um people who have walked with Christ for twenty years and been like, like, okay, how's that even happen? Yeah. What
1: What do I do with something like that where someone has been professing to be a believer this whole time and then just like flips a switch? Yeah. And it seems like maybe once saved, always saved, isn't biblical or isn't true. Yes. And because so look, I, if I base it off of yeah. my experience looking at someone else, I'm saying you know, they fell away. The Bible yeah. talks about people falling away. So, you know.
0: How is, is that even possible? Yeah, you know? and
1: I'm reading a book right now, which I was telling you about the deconstruction of Christianity by uh, Lisa Childers and Tim Barnett. And the deconstruction movement is hmm. a big topic when it comes to this. And we're not going to really dive into that aspect of it so much. But everybody is deconstructing, which means uh, they are dismantling a a faith structure and uh you would say well if you're dismantling you were once a christian right and now now you're not so obviously once yeah. saved always saved isn't true
0: yeah and so and that's the thing like this is stuff that is not so i heard a, someone always say that like heretical teaching <laughs> heresies are or there's no new heresies they just take on different shapes yeah. and forms uh-huh. um and so this is something that the early church was dealing with um when you know I, like, as they were establishing churches and, and, and moving to different uh, locations, they were dealing with these same uh, teachings. So, to make it clear, and and bear with me walking through this, I want to make sure that we understand that there shouldn't be a question to this. Like, there shouldn't be a doubt or questions. and like, as Christians, we should be unified on this statement. Be-
1: because of, I think the Bible is clear.
0: Yeah, it's clear as day and that's what i'm going to take. i'm not going to try to twist and 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 put a square peg into a round hole. i am going to literally pull scripture out and say what do we th- like what is this saying? and obviously it's it's very clear um that we that once saved always saved is a true statement in the right context, right? and you'll see why i say this. so um like i was talking before we've seen unique beliefs. and so before we started Diving into what God's Word say, I wanted to bring forth some like her- heretical teachings, heresy that should be rebuked and should not even be like even dabbled in. Maybe or entertained. something
1: to be on our radar. This is what other people, yes. other denominations, maybe even um, or what
0: I, they would say. Denominations, I would say you're They're not part of the church. I would say you're not part of the church right. because of this. Um, but so, but these are belief systems that are out there. It's yeah. It's just it's ultimately straying away from God's word and and. And what it teaches and so um the first one would be universalism Mm -hmm. so we've we've touched base on universalism you've brought it up in your later episode or your episodes just recently with your uh, bible study we've had later episodes from last year uh that are you know universalism is a false teaching right and so just to kind of get everybody in understanding universalism is is the belief that everyone will be saved right um
1: that when Jesus died, he died for everybody, whether you believed or not. Like his sacrifice was enough to cover all sins of even non believers. Yeah.
0: A universal uh salvation that all people will eventually end up into heaven. Right. Yeah. Um sadly, the Bible clearly states that like if you do if you deny Christ, mm-hmm. like there like you're going to be held yeah. to the judgment of that, right? And so like no, like Jesus clearly stated. We just did that episode. Is Jesus the only way? He clearly states, "I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one can get to the Father yeah. except through me." So, which is 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 good to understand as a believer and like it's truth, right? Jesus' salvation, his death and resurrection. If you asked me, is for all. But not all will be saved. Right. right? And I want to make sure that's clear. It's for all who believe. Believe. Yeah.
1: And which, you know, I discussed was believe equals trust. Who is, who, whoever has trusted in Christ's sacrifice for their you yeah. know, salvation.
0: And so for me to say that when I use the word all, that I can't put a limited number on who's going to believe yeah. and who's not, that's, that's ultimately what God knows, right? Yeah, right. right. Um, I'm thankful to be a believer, and I'm thankful that I have confidence in that death, in the the death and sacrifice of Christ that covers my sin. But to say that, like, oh, if you s- deny and and completely spit in the name of Christ, like spit on the face of Christ, essentially, because I've seen some wild stuff that that means you are f- going to like that. Th- then they would just elaborate into. There's not like God's not a just judge like this just doesn't fit into uh, doctrine at all. So right. I would just say like it's not biblical. It's not biblical. Just yeah. just rebuke that. The second it's one, usually
1: like an emotional. Yes, type it's of very emotional. Idea. and it's, and, and it's honestly, kind of a fairy tale ending. To you're different.
0: also like these two things. The reason I'm bringing them up is simply because the progressive movement is doing this, yep. right? Progressive movement is pushing out that everyone's going to be saved. Um, a a, a loving God would never send anybody to hell. And then uh, there's a fancy word that um, a lot of people probably don't know. It's called anti-nomianism. Nomianism, yes. No, nomianism. Nomianism. That,
1: that's my take on it. Yeah, I'm well, not an English scholar. Tomato, though. tomato, right? Yeah, right. right. Anyways, so that just word.
0: to just to give you an understanding,
1: anti-nomianism.
0: Nomianism. We'll go with that because I'm not going to say it again, probably. <laughs> okay. But just so point at me if you want me to say. <laughs> <it>. Boom. anti <Antinomianism. laughs> So this is. Honestly, what I looked at it was this is a progressive movement thought. This is the belief that there are no uh, moral laws that God expects Christians to obey. Um, One false teacher, I'm going to say he's a false teacher because I'm going to throw out the shots, Andy Stanley, right? Yeah, he he has become a false teacher. He's pushed this idea that you hear him all the time oh we don't we we don't need the old testament we are no longer bound to the old testament right. we we don't like
1: his i think his exact quote was we need to unhinge from the old testament from the old testament
0: and it's like no don't 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 take us down with you right. on that yeah. um and that is kind of like you'll see why i brought these points up but that's kind of what i want to focus on is like what is saved? Like again, what does saved? Yeah, look we're like, talking
1: about once saved, always saved. What is what, what does, does it mean saved, to be look saved look like? Yeah.
0: Like like we met and we brought it before. How could someone be saved and then we see no change whatsoever? Like because that's a that's a valid argument. On a lot of atheists will say, why would I desire to follow your God if I never see a visual change in any of mm-hmm. y'all? Yeah, y'all live the same way. The difference is, is that you believe in a God. So, and an
1: idol. So, so essentially, if saved, then it will, you will see a change. So, yes. it's like, saved equals change.
0: I would believe that. 100%. And I just
1: want to, like, go ahead. You know, I use the word "if," and uh, you know, to get get it right out in front. My understanding of scripture that we're going to kind of go through is that once saved, always saved. You talked about the context being maybe kind of confusing. Yeah. And I think, I think we both fall on, if saved, you're always saved. 100%. And that's kind of the, we're going to make the defense for that. So,
0: and then the other side is the ones that leave the faith. And it's like, how? Like, if you are truly saved, how could you even leave, the like, Christ? How the Holy
1: Spirit regenerated and changed you, and then you turned yeah, away. Yeah, and so th- we're
0: going to get into this really well. So, I wanted to give credit, first off, by, before I dive into the Bible, that, There's a ministry on YouTube called Impact Video Ministries. Um, This was a gentleman that I, I like, utilized his videos. I did other research, of course, um, and credited sources. But this guy did a really good job, um, like, of breaking this down and presenting thoughts and not, like, you know, a, a biased opinion or, like bringing in, uh, I would say like not the politics of Christianity, but sometimes like a lot of people get s- heavily biased on, um, like certain s- aspects of theology, uh, which is theology is valid and good. And like, we need to have theology and to break it to you, you have a theology, yeah, if you, everyone <laughs> has a theology. you have a theology, right. if you believe in the Bible, but sometimes people get, can get the blinders on. And so this guy did a really good job. I got, I got to give him credit. And so, um, I wanted to just shout out to him. And this was kind of his structure that he used. I just zoomed in, hyper-focused on a lot of it more. So, first off, right off the rip, just to lay it back out, everybody knows this verse, John three sixteen, Christ only, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And that is an amen because yeah. that is the only thing we had to cling to sometimes. Right. Um, but so, to get started off, one of the key points I wanted to bring it up is that we are saved by faith, not by works, Mm -hmm. right? So Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, right? And so what does that essentially mean right off the bat? Like, it's, I think it's pretty clear right off the rip, but we see that there's nothing we can do to accomplish our salvation, mm-hmm. right? We don't earn our salvation through like a transactional exchange, right? Um, like simply being good enough or knocking out like daily tasks, yeah. that does not accomplish salvation for right. the believer, right? right? We are saved by faith only. And so the question is then, what is faith? So thankfully, God's word clearly points this out. Um, in a Hebrews 11.1, one, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see, right? And so you're like, okay, like that stands for its own. But in that same chapter, we see examples of faith through the Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? Um the author of Hebrews, who I would believe would be Paul. Uh, yeah. many I, just the way it is written and the way he it goes at it. Right, but we don't know for sure who. we don't know for sure, but like I would just say this is from Paul and many believe that it's a sermon or, right. or something like that, but it's talking to a Jewish audience and what it's doing is is it's pointing back to the Old Testament on how Jesus is the perfect high priest. The only sacrifice. Why? Why the law was never going to be able to accomplish salvation. It was, and why it was. It, it was into, like if you want to know how the Old Testament and the New Testament blend together perfectly, and how Jesus is, how valuable Jesus is, ba- uh, moving away from his go- uh, from the Gospels. Read Hebrews. Oof, man, it is a beautiful book. I love it. And so, in that same chapter. You go down and it and it starts pointing out key characters in the Old Testament on how it starts off saying it was by faith such and such, and then it gives you an example. So
1: and the episode that came out yesterday was all about how Abraham had faith, and uh, I think the title of the episode is "How Are People Saved in the Old Testament." Yes, and
0: and that's the thing. Like, go back and check that out. (laughs) Yeah, go back and check that out. Um, there's a plug there. Yeah, Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So these. Like, so his wife, right? Sarah, it was by faith that Sarah was even able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. So mm-hmm. we see that by faith, Sarah, just simply believing in God's promise, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, miracle, a miraculous thing was able to happen, yeah. right? She was validated by, or she was um, justified by justified her faith, yeah. right? This is. Something that's super beautiful. That's a uh, verse eleven, eleven. But then also, for example, everybody knows the story about Noah. We see with Noah, it says, and this is other characters as well, but I picked out Noah because everybody knows Noah. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about these things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So we see the first example I pointed out with Sarah. She simply believed, Mm -hmm. right? She believed in God's promise and trusted him. Trusted him. Mm -hmm. Something miraculous happens, right? But then we see with Noah and many other characters in the Old Testament, they had faith, they believed, they obeyed. And there was action that took place mm-hmm. after, yeah. uh, during this faith. Because of that faith, it led to yeah, an action. Yeah, faith and
1: action, they like interlocked.
0: Exactly. So this is why I bring up this point, right? Saving faith must have works. And you're probably like, hold up now. You just said, we're, I'm saved by faith alone, mm-hmm. not by works. Yes. And then you're telling me that saving faith must have works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like there is yeah, a go read James. Exactly. My boy James clearly states this out, which, uh, you know, even Martin
1: Luther, I think didn't want James uh, to be in the canon because he was like, Oh, this contradicts, but yeah. it's not contradictory. Yeah. It, it's not at all because anytime, if you love something, so John 14, 15, Start spitting. Come if on. you love me, obey my commandments. Right. So if you love something, if you trust someone, it, causes a reaction. So, especially in soteriology, where we're talking about you know how a person's saved, if you love God, then you have been, if you've trusted Him for salvation, then you've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which regenerates you. That's a word that's used in Scripture, regeneration. Yep. So, it actually is changing who you are and sanctifying you throughout your life. So, sanctification is this word of Making you more like Christ throughout yeah. your entire if life. If you
0: really want to dive into this, uh, Romans chapter eight, the beginning of Romans chapter eight, talks about how the Holy Spirit works within us and, and, and going to right. I'd so if that's the, happening,
1: yeah. if if change is happening in in you, it produces action. Like it just does. Like I always talk about. If if I love my wife, I do things for my wife, right? It, like it's a way of um, showing love. Because I don't want to just re- keep it to myself. I can't keep it to myself when I like something. Yeah. I like this podcast. I tell people about it, right? Yeah. You know, like, I like different things, and I tell them yeah. about it. And I not just tell them, but my actions follow. I'm not like, oh, man, I
0: really love Snicker bars, but never eat one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, <that's laughs> I eat them all the time. I love <laughs> them. They're great. The, and that's the other thing. I'm so glad you brought that analogy of, like, building off of that. When it comes to a marriage naturally you don't have to convince yourself every single time it just comes naturally that you do things because you love your wife but when you come into a situation where you're like you don't feel like doing something or you are just kind of like oh, like i want to i want to yeah. i want to be subpar right mm-hmm. what do you fall back on you fall back on the love yeah. and the commitment of your marriage yeah. to then forth bring forth action right, right. so yeah. there's organic by your love, organically, you are husband. You are doing actions that only a husband does, mm-hmm. right? But then there's other times where, like anything, you start being selfish. You are like, oh, I just don't want. And then what do you fall back on? You're like, no, but I need to because I am a husband and I love my wife. Yeah, and even,
1: and in, even in a marriage, you do things that you don't want to do, but you need to do for the sake of the relationship. Amen. So, um. You know, if I take out the trash, that's something we've, des- we've designated. <laughs> we as <is> men. <laughs> you know, you know, I take out the trash for her and, like, she expects that to me and we have kind of communicated, hey, this is what we do together. Uh, You know, I do it for the sake of the relationship for, um, it, it <laughs> you know, taking out trash doesn't cause intimacy, but it does uh create in your relationship an intimate connection to where, like, you're doing for me, I'm doing for you. And, um, I'm doing this for the sake of the relationship. And so for the sake of our relationship in God, you know, as Christians, we do things maybe we don't even want to do. I mean, cause I know there are laws in the Bible There are, you know, there are, there are things that God calls us to like sexual purity. Yeah. You know, as men and, but I know this is a problem for women too, but as human, as humanity, our first inclination is not to be like, I love celibacy. Yeah. I think celibacy no. is great. Or I, you know, I just, one one person for the rest of my life, that's exactly what my flesh desires. Yeah. No, we we cast those things aside, be, you know, because uh, God has called us to do that. So it's honoring God. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you know, that's, you know, the Bible has lots of protections for us. Like, it seems like a rule, but it's actually a, yeah. really a protection for us. Um, but you know, you do things, uh, in your marriage, you, you do things for God, you know, it's all leading to this obedience shows, you know, obedience through action shows, you know, where your heart is and you know, I don't mean to sidetrack you. No,
0: no, this is totally a good point. And it's totally valid. If you want to know what you desire, (laughs) like naturally Mm -hmm. as a human full of sin, totally depraved, read the old Testament, you will see clear as day. Oh yeah, what, what? Yeah, they're they're not that different. <laughs> they're us. not di- that different than us. Yeah. And 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 the law was created because God has a standard of holiness, mm-hmm. right? And so He's like, if you love me, you will obey me, yeah. right? Like even I, even when you don't want to, yeah. Like I have chosen you, and 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 you are special to me, this this yep. people of Israel. But like, I I require obedience, and like if you're not going to obey me. You will be disciplined for that, right? And you want to talk about the standard of whole, like what they were held to, and like I'm so thankful I am post Christ and yeah. get to read about this and and have
1: especially even like the
0: prophets. Oh like, my gosh! Don't even think about <laughs> the law. Think about
1: the prophets that are like literally eating their food over dung. Yeah, and like you know, <laughs> laying on their side for half a year or whatever. So it many was. things. To, and marrying prostitutes thrown in a just sewer show, hole just like. Show, like oh my gosh it's so much but so go ahead. yeah
0: so that's the thing is that there is a there's this is such a a wonderful gift right um but it's it's not to um there is also a requirement right god and this is why i brought up this um um anti-nemanism let's let's talk first about the bible and then we'll get into this so so James two six, my boy James. This we gotta look at James first and look at his credentials. James was the brother, brother of Jesus, brother yeah. of Jesus, and he was also the pastor of what? Uh, the Church of Jerusalem. So, like yes. one of the first churches,
1: right? I was blanking, but yes.
0: So, if one of the first churches. So he 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 comes out and yeah, says he's quite
1: the stud, but it, just because he only has one book of the Bible, you know, yeah. that we have. Uh, A lot of people forget about him, but yes, yeah, he was a big deal. Big deal, right? And so imagine being the brother of Jesus, and having, (laughs) and
0: also like now we we just saw something miraculous, and we're like, we just got to experience God, right? And 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 witness something that saves us eternally, and all these all these things that he has said has come true, and like, and then now this dude is in charge of the first church, Hmm. and he says. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Yeah, it's
1: dead. It's like, hold
0: up now. you talking like dead? Dead, dead? Right? Like, like non-existent. <laughs> non-existent, right? And also, Titus, to follow us up, just to give you a little bit more con- concrete, uh, Titus 2.14, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people. Totally committed to doing good deeds. Mm-hmm. Well, daggum. Like So through Jesus' death, he gave that to us, separated us from sin, cleanses us, and now we are his very own people, and we're totally committed to doing good things. Committed? Mm-hmm. Like, what are good things? Like, in obedience, and observance of God's law, totally obedient to his word, repenting of sin, denying ourselves. Like, Jesus clearly states, like, hey, if you want to be one of my disciples, you must pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's a denial of self, and we're totally committed to that as, like, firm believers in Christ, the regenerated Christian. Like, we are totally committed to this.
1: So are you saying that if someone checks all those boxes, that means they're saved and they're always saved forever?
0: I would, I would lean to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say yes. Like if you, here's but the what thing.
1: about somebody that's been doing that and then <laughs> now is why. they don't do it anymore? So,
0: th- so this is why I, I get into it. And you're, you're, you're jump, you're making me jump the gun. <laughs> but this is why I get into it. So, like, there also are religious belief uh, performers, mm-hmm. right? And this is why I'm, I, I have like five points. But this is just one like piece. a Calvinist. This is <laughs> <laughs> tulip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is one of the key points. Is that let's just let's just focus on the law right now, and you'll get into the religious performers. Okay. But what we, I just brought up before is that we had the progressive movement saying, "Hey, we don't need to acknowledge God's law. We don't need like God doesn't hold us to that. There's yeah. no moral, um, like there's no moral standard." Right, like we are forgiven by Christ, and that's no problem. Also. I hold the moral standard. Like I hold the moral standard, and like James, then so the James, like I, sw- I, promise you, like I feel like he's just like spitting to everybody in the future as well. Because so I, I it was two twenty six. I read that the the body is dead without breath. So is faith without good works. James two nineteen and twenty says, "You say you have faith." You say it, for you believe there's one God. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Even the demons believe this. Yeah. He's like, and they tremble in terror. Yeah. How foolish can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Mm-hmm. So he's reiterating this. Like, you say that you believe in one God, and this is why I wanted to bring this up. We see people saying, oh, I, I go to church, and I believe in God. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. I like Jesus is real, dude. Good for you. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, you want a cookie? <laughs> yeah. Like, you think that's good? At, like, yeah. it, you think that's where it starts? Uh huh. Like, if you have an immature Christian, yeah, you can't you can't
1: follow Christ if you don't believe. Yeah, it. Like, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly, sir. But is that like right off the rip? Like, that is enough for salvation. But a true salvation brings forth. Yeah, we're trying to ident- <laughs>
1: we're we're trying to identify salvation here yes. in this discussion, identify people who are saved, not just the profession of faith, yes. but the possession exactly.
0: of faith. Exactly. And so just as you brought up Abraham, James pointed to back to him for a reason. James 2:22 and 2:24. He says, "You see his faith, talking about Abraham, you see his faith and actions work together." His actions made his faith complete, right? And then he says in 224, "You so you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, mm-hmm. not by faith alone, right? Okay. So this is one of the more important, most important things is we can do as Christians. It starts with obedience. It starts with obedience. John 14, 15, if you love me, Obey my commandments, yeah. right? That is not a gray area. It's not up for debate. It's not a suggestion. And so then, this is why I bring up once saved, always saved. We have a, a movement right now that is pushing the idea. They're providing the solution without pointing out the problem, mm, right? Yeah. They're saying Jesus loves you. For this, I know. <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. loves you. Right. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like, Jesus loves oh, you. Oh, I'm Je- loved by Jesus? You're loved oh, by wow, Jesus, right? Great. Loved by Jesus. And, yeah. like, He died for you. And, and it's like, oh my goodness. Like, that is true. Like that a is- desperate boyfriend. He just loves me. He's chasing after you. Yeah. It's all about relationships. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yes. And you need to know that you're, like, a totally depraved sinner. And, like,. And your
1: righteousness is, like, A a menstrual cloth. There you go. That's what what Paul says. Your righteousness is like filthy rags. Your righteousness is like, and a filthy rag in that day, was like the menstrual cloth of a woman. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing to kind of then ask again. is like, if we are truly saved, are we we having good works? Like, is that producing good works? If you're seeing, so this is what I, I'm not going to say this, salvation because i'm not going to judge salvation i'm going a key point but if you see somebody that professes christ right and there's a difference between a seed that's been planted and uh the spiritual maturity developing right yeah, yeah. i mean like i like we've talked in previous episodes if i see a my daughter is two right like she's not a full-grown adult don't hold her to that standard yeah Mm -hmm. you know like there's things that take a longer process you understand she doesn't know things i just understand that yeah Yeah. and it's not i'm not going how much more does the father understand that exactly so like the new christian that is spiritually immature and they have not like this is why discipleship and everything takes place i'm not putting you in this box right Mm -hmm. there's there's sanctification is not a um it is not a three-step process it's not like oh yeah. in a year you should be here in a year you should be here like this it's not is,
1: a it's not a get righteous quick scheme exactly really. <laughs> like
0: and so you, to to measure that for some people is uh it, it would be dangerous of us to do that so, to be aware of it is key but to like to just like to um i guess like just belittle and and tear down the ma- immature Christian. That is not where we're supposed to be here. And yeah. the Bible clearly states that we're supposed to do, to bring them up and 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 rebuke, uh, uh, and correct uh, actions and teachings and love, right? But we're still supposed to like call it out, right? Yeah. This is for the Christian that you've seen going to church for you know four or five years and nothing's changed in their life. Nothing at all, You're or not.
1: maybe someone that hasn't even been going to church proclaims to be a Christian, but there is no evidence. And it, we're talking to you, like <laughs> yeah, we're like, talking <laughs> to you, because not because we're judging you, because we can't. We're incapable of making that judgment. Yeah. But you haven't been, you haven't been part of a uh, church body. You don't seek the things of God. Uh, you seek the desires of this world. Um, but you claim to be saved. You may not be saved. That's the whole point yeah. of us doing this. Do you mind? I don't want to throw you off. No, go ahead. Do you have anything on the parable of the sower? Because I, I really wanted to touch on that just really briefly. No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay, so there is this parable mm-hmm. in Matthew and Mark, I believe, also. Uh, in Matthew 13, I won't read the whole thing, but um, the parable that Jesus gives is about four types of soil. And there's a farmer, he's sowing the seed, and it's on certain four different types of soils. And this has always been uh, a great, a favorite passage of mine, just to kind of dissect and look through. And I always learn from it every time I look through it. And so in this parable, the farmer uh, or the sower, uh, the one doing the sowing, is us. So yeah. we are sowing the seed. Well, what is the seed? The seed is the gospel. The go- what is the gospel? The gospel is, hey, you're a sinner, but that's that's the bad news, but I have good news. Yep. The good news is that Jesus can save you if you trust in him to make you righteous, right? And the soil is the person's heart mm-hmm. for God. All right, and so there's four types of soil. There is the footpath soil, which it, people have been walking on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is rocky soil, uh, which is pretty self-evident. It's soil that has like, you know, rocks and gravel in it you have soil with thorns in it, and then you have fertile or good soil. All of these soils describe someone's heart. Mm-hmm. And we look at them, and, uh, you know, it's not necessarily trying to define if a once saved, always saved, or if a person's saved. But we've talked about this before with yeah. the middle two, the thorny soil and the and the rocky soil, they're kind of like uh, not saved, or it doesn't appear that they're saved, but we can't know. Yeah. And I, want, I just wanted to touch on it really quick. So, the footpath soil uh, that's talked about in Matthew thirteen, please go read it because it'll, yeah, it'll it'll it. help give you some context to this. Yeah, um, this is a person whose heart is hardened against God. Just think about how if you walk, you, if you have dogs, you know they like run past back and forth, and they leave this path in the grass that is just really hard, and the grass can't even grow there anymore yeah. because it's so hardened. And so the footpath soil says that someone has heard the gospel. And it, they don't care. They completely reject it. They are anti-Jesus. The birds come and take away. So Satan comes and takes away the good news of Christ yep. from them. The second type of soil is rocky soil. This is somebody you may know. So the, you might be in this camp of the rocky soil or the thorny soil. And when we're talking about once saved, always saved, if you're saved, you're always saved— if you're saved, we don't know, only you can know this, right? Yep. And so you might be either in the rocky soil or the thorny soil, and we're trying to get you into the fertile soil. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to you <laughs> know, you give you uh, the opportunity to analyze yourself. So the rocky soil is someone who is excited. As soon as you you might have heard the gospel, yep. you're super excited, and you're like, I'm following Jesus. But you have zero roots and you won't stay to the end because the hot sun comes mm-hmm. and burns you up. And the hot sun in this parable is uh, would be like suffering mm-hmm. or persecution. So maybe you've been doing really good, but you got persecuted, and you just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you get like, steamrolled, and that's I, it. I can't follow Christ anymore. This is too hard. Or just, you know, uh, the sun comes in, and you, you've been suffering. Why did... Why did a parent die? Why did a sibling die? Yeah. Why did a friend die? You know, God's not good uh, because I'm suffering now. I'm sick. I'm dying. Uh, you know, I lost my job. All different types of things. I'm, I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. All of these things happen, and your excitement and vigor for the Word of God gets burnt up. You might be the rocky soil. And in this parable, um, it seems like you are pro-Jesus, just not pro-living for Him. Amen. And so, yeah. when we talk about if saved, always saved, uh, you're 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 not sustaining to the end. Paul talks about running the race to the end. You're not sustained to the end, and so you may not be saved. And we don't make that judgment, yep. Connor. I don't make that judgment. No. We're just trying to give you scripture so you can determine if you're saved or not. Yeah. If you do this to the end, and this rocky soul, they're not the suffering and persecution difficulties of life come. And you give up. You're just like, I like Jesus. I like the idea of Jesus. I just can't follow him. Yeah. And someone who can't follow Jesus, they're not saved. Yeah. The third soil is thorny, and it says in, uh, you know, Jesus actually describes. Yeah. In this chapter, because like
0: even his disciples were like, uh, yeah. So he gives <laughs> a, he up. gives
1: a parable about the seeds, and and he's like, they're like, I don't understand what that means, yeah. and he's like, I'm actually going to explain it to you. So I'm not giving Wesley's interpretation. No. Of this. Um, So it worries and desires uh, choke out the gospel. So you've heard the gospel. uh, You're also a pro Jesus person, but riches of the world choke you out and um, your desires for. The deceitfulness of riches is what it says. Yeah, I it, was about to
0: say, it's not just a wealth thing. The,
1: yeah, the deceitfulness of riches, whether you're poor or rich, your desires for the world, and really it's um your desire of things in this life outweigh your desires for God. Mm-hmm. And if you are like that, then you could be unsaved, or you might just be an infant in the faith. I tend to lean that you're pro-Jesus unsaved because when it uses the terminology choked out choked out sounds pretty bad <laughs> yeah, like yeah. is it choked out like i choked you to death or I choked you out like i made you pass out so yeah. i don't i don't know you could go either way but if you're on the thorny soil where your desires for the world are greater than the desires of god does that mean that you love god with all of your heart mm. it doesn't sound like it and so you might be the thorny soil and this we're this is we're telling you Please, like, evaluate and decide. Choose this day whom you will serve.
0: Yeah, don't deceive yourself.
1: Yeah, don't deceive yourself. Um, recognize if you're on that because you might be pro Jesus or someone you know might be pro Jesus, but their desires for the world are greater than their desires for God, and they're getting choked out, and they won't make it to the end. They won't run the race to the end. Yeah, just like the person on the rock sill, and the last soul is. The good news soil is the a fertile soil. This is someone who has responded to the gospel. All right, so like I pray that I God has sustained me and regenerated me that I can't turn back. Right. Yeah. Uh, I responded to the gospel. It has changed me eternally. Yeah. I I cannot be changed uh back. And because I'm on fertile soil, I replicate. Yeah. Uh, I disciple. I you know. I go out and minister. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I go out and share the gospel, and I'm saved and regenerated. The Holy Spirit has eternally changed me because uh, not just you know experiences can be tricky because uh, someone has a has an experience and they're like, oh, but then the experience fades and it goes away. But there are experiences in life that you cannot undo. Yeah, and I told you a few of them. Birth is one. You cannot undo birth. Now, you can kill a child after they've been born. A, a child can be born, uh, stillborn. Like, there's things that can happen to the child, but you can't undo a birth that's happened. Yeah. Like, once someone has had birth, you can't, whoop, like, reverse, yeah. right? Uh, suicide would be another thing. You can't undo. It has implications that last, yeah. right? You can't undo it. Um, If you've... If you didn't believe something, let's say flat earthers, I heard this uh, analogy from a guy named Leighton Flowers. Um, he was talking about like you have this group of people, and one's like flat earther, but you take them into space and they see, let's say they see that there there's a globe or whatever. They can't they can't change what they've experienced. Yeah, it, it it completely shifted everything that they knew, and they saw it right. This isn't a debate on flat Earth, uh, but. Um, which is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But um, so they can't change. Now they have experienced something that they can't undo. They saw it. They yeah. went to that space and saw it. Like, you can't undo that major experience. And nothing is a greater experience than the literal spirit of God yeah. inside you. And it will change you. And you might be the rocky soil where you were super excited about the gospel, but you know, like, uh, this is hard. Yeah. And when we talk about this, you know, once saved, always saved, uh, and I didn't want to run over anything that you were saying, but no, you, you know, if, if, if you are saved, then you've been given the Holy spirit, yeah. which means you're. You can't be the rocky soil. You can't. You have to be the fertile soil. You can't be the thorny soil. You have to be the fertile soil. That is the indicator and in, that That's shows it. that you are saved. Yeah. Um. And if you are looking at yourself and be like, I'm choked out, you might not be saved. But the reason we say that we can't judge is because I want to give you two people, and I'm, I'll let you have the are
0: no, You're good, man.
1: I I'll give you two people to think about. Peter and Judas. Well, who, oh yeah, who was saved? Well, you would say well, Judas wasn't saved, right? No. Okay. Was was Peter saved? Yes. Okay. What about when Peter denied Christ three times? Bad thing. <laughs> so Peter denied Christ, mm-hmm. and Judas betrayed Christ. Well, so kind of in the same in right in the same day, yeah. <laughs> you know, same
0: in similar uh, sin. It's Sim-
1: yeah, similar. So when we talk about we don't have the capacity to judge, if I only knew Peter mm-hmm. because I saw him that day and my only picture of Peter was that dude denies Christ, that guy's not saved. That I, In my human judgment... Yeah, the people that witnessed him do yeah, that, you think that they were like... Yeah, that guy's not a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And they see Judas, or he betrayed Christ. That guy's not a follower of Christ. So we are limited mm-hmm. in... Time, right? But God is outside of time. He's the author of time. So He's he knows our life. And sometimes we don't even know if we were saved. We, I mean, I've, you've talked to me about this. Yeah. That there was a time in your life, even when uh, I was kind of working with you and, yeah. and teaching you, that you say, like, I don't think I was saved.
0: Yeah, I, I was raised in a Christian household. I professed as a kid, as a teenager. And when people ask me what... Like, when were you saved? I say seven years ago. And they're like, well, I thought you grew up in a Christian household. I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I didn't, I wasn't obedient to God's word, and I was not repentant of my sin until seven years ago.
1: And even <laughs> even three years ago, you questioned some things yeah. because you felt like you were on rocky soil, maybe. Yeah, I
0: was convincing myself that, like, there was, like, that I was in the okay zone. Yeah. I was deceiving myself and so, some things.
1: I think, it, I think it's even possible for us to deceive ourselves a little bit, but time time tells the oh, truth, yeah. right? Um, God is outside of time, so he knows.
0: And you know why I was being like that? Because I wasn't reading my Bible, and I didn't <laughs> yeah. know God, and I yeah. wasn't in daily prayer. So yeah. it wasn't like I was doing this and then yeah, I like convincing the, myself.
1: The the worries and desires of this life yep. were choking you out, mm-hmm. and they, the desires of the world, we're choking out your desires over God, and so you, that's why we say, well, we don't know if this person is unsaved or just an infant in in their faith, they're just immature, Uh, but God knows, so uh, if that's been you, that's, when we talk about someone who was saved or not saved, we all, like, you and I both have the belief that if someone has been living life that they are not saved, we both believe God can bring you back. Yes, you know God can bring you into true salvation. So we're not questioning like, oh, well, you've walked away or whatever, yeah. and and we would our assessment has kind of been that, well, you were never really saved if yeah. you walked away because the Holy Spirit cha- would yeah. change you. Uh, you're incapable of walking away because of how He's changed you. But we would both say, if you're in that place. You can be saved. Yeah, like, get out. Yeah, right. And that's that's kind of why we do this. So yeah. You can be saved because our responsibility in this is to evangelize to you if yeah. that's been you. Yeah. And whoever's listening to this, it might be your job to evangelize to people who you know that yeah. you're like, I don't know if they're saved or not.
0: Yeah, because the scary thing is, is that um, the person that doesn't know Christ, you know, um, we know, like, you know, we want them to have salvation eternally right that is something that is um right in front of our face right and it's something that we can spot clear as day this the second scary thing is that the guy i'm sitting next to in church who i worship with every sunday and i'm standing next to him and we get to do this day every sunday daily and that person might not be saved because they are just a religious performer yeah. and they've convinced themselves that I'm good, I'm good. you yeah. know. like and I always
1: say, there are people in your church that are going to go to hell.
0: That scares you. Yeah. And so this is why we wanted to bring this up and really spend a lengthy time on this is because it's like this is something not to be taken lightly and we're trying to equip those who will respond to this well and say, oh my gosh, I need to change, but not only I need to change, I have a brother, I have a sister, I have a friend that needs to like I like it, it just is such a thing that kind of gets swept under the rug. It's like as soon as someone says I'm a Christian, no nothing else is done after that, right? Right. Um and so there's a couple other key points I wanted to bring yeah, up. I'm so happy that we're you brought up that parable because it's true. It's like, you know, Jesus pointed this out for a reason, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are going to fall in different categories. And, and so and
1: we really wanted to take our time with this episode. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about salvation. You're talking about how people are, are understanding it. Uh, we pray before every episode, and what do we pray for? Clarity. Like, yeah. we're trying to be as clear as possible, and sometimes that means going long. And so yeah. we're, we're trying to honor God. And it's our
0: show, and we're going to do what we want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So um, Go on. here's the other thing. So, kind of getting back into that. So, for those two people in the middle, once saved, always saved, would enable them, if if taken out of context, would enable them to not be repentant. Would yeah get them to be comfortable. Yeah, and because they're, they're pro Jesus, and because they're, they're pro Jesus, and they're like, oh, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's like you know, you'll see why Paul in Romans. I believe, yeah, Romans, clearly had uh was talking to a, a group of believers, right? This is the Roman church. This right. is the first yep. start. And he faced an issue where people were abusing God's grace, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where they had been so confident. They've heard the gospel. They've heard the good news. They were so excited. They are like, we're saved.
1: It's an excuse to sin, though.
0: and. We're good, yeah. right? Like so. You
1: said God's grace covers sin. God, I'm just gonna go out so and sin a bunch.
0: we're just going to be good. And yeah. so Paul clearly points this out, and I, and this is why I wanted to bring it up is Romans six uh, one through two. He says, "Well, then, should we keep sinning, keep on sinning, so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Right? Yeah. Um, he says in uh, Romans six seven. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin, right? So, we know that as believers, we're no longer bound by sin. Um, we we talked about how the Holy Spirit indwells with us, uh, would be the right term, dwells yeah, within indwells us. With um, and that it completely is able to separate you from your sinful nature. You're so You're no longer controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by... Uh, instead of being a slave to the flesh, you're a slave to righteousness. You're a slave to God's spirit, right? We are a servant to that now. Like, we we cannot go back to this, right? And so that's why I was bringing it up. Like, once saved, always saved. When taken out of context, it's going to mislead people, especially in this progressive movement right now, especially in churches that don't want to talk about discipline because it's not fun and they might lose half their numbers in the congregation. It is going to cause believers to say, oh, like, I'm good. I'm I'm wrapped up in God's love. And um yeah, I don't have to like repent of um my drinking problem. Yeah. I you know, I like having, you know, a couple a bottle of wine a night. Yeah. You know, I'm not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like no one sees it. No one does that. And that's just one little example and it's like but is it a sin? Like yeah. it just because it's behind closed doors is it? And it's like there's grace and mercy that comes with sin right mm-hmm. um but like to continuously live in it i'll give you an example you have a dude named bob and then you have chris right so chris is do it they're both living their walks of life chris fel- faces temptation he, f- he sins. i hate to see that for you chris chris realizes what he did was 100 percent wrong and he goes according to god's word i i'm sinning right mm-hmm. and i'm I, i'm i'm re, i'm going to repent of this right, i need yeah. to set up parameters i need to set up things that enable me to resist this yeah i love right? god it calls me to want it I, I, causes repentance exactly heart. i love god right i'm in god's word and said, god loves me and that's why i'm responding this exactly. way exactly then you got bob who bob says well i believe you know i just heard the pastor on sunday say that like you know, Jesus died for my sins. Um, Sweet. and, and so like, that's pretty <laughs> great. And, you know, so honestly, I know this is wrong, but I can do it anyways, because like, guess what? No one's perfect and Christ died for me. And so therefore, like I can ask for forgiveness later and this will be good. It's kind of like the good out, uh, get out of jail free card. Right. Yeah. So it's good. And Hebrews, I believe it's Hebrews, clearly states that you're just, like, re-crucifying Christ when you do that. Like, to habitually know that you are going into sin with the full intention of just asking for forgiveness later and then dwelling on that. Like, you are just crucifying Christ over and And over And
1: there's no sacrifice that can save you after that. Yeah,
0: and so, it's uh, talking about Bob, everybody's like, boo Bob, boo Bob. But, like... That, that uh, might be you. <laughs> here's the thing, I can promise you, in immaturity or in a, in a time where you've convinced your, you've convinced yourself yeah. of this, and it might be a small thing, it might be a big thing, mm-hmm. but we know that we can point out that according to God's word, Bob should not be doing that, and so Paul had clearly stated this, like, do not do this. He clears it up in Romans chapter eight as well. That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. Let's let's reiterate that one more time. Those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. Mm. Can't please God, right? Yeah. But you, talking to believers in the in the context of the scripture, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living within you, and remember that those do not who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them, do not belong to him at all. He's pointing out, like, hey, you, if you're still controlled by your sinful really nature, you might not have the spirit living within you. Yeah, because if you did have the spirit living within you, you're not going to be controlled by that anymore, and you're going to have God living within you. You're going to be obedient to His word. Now, when you mess up, because no one's without sin, there's grace and mercy with that. But we should not continue sinning and sinning and sinning, so that God's grace can grow and grow and grow for us we
1: can't abuse you you can't abuse god and say that you still love him yes so it's like gonna um, i mean in a marriage you can't abuse somebody and say that you love them so
0: for the for the person when it comes to this statement just know that like if we see someone continuously living in sin and there's big sin i'm gonna point it out homosexuality this is a huge one Mm -hmm. not gonna get a lot of fun for this one a church that it's like sweeps that under the rug, especially when it comes to God's word, that is a dangerous, dangerous yeah, spot when, when to scripture be
1: in. is clear. But also, I mean, what if uh, you're one of your leaders is an alcoholic, exactly? Like, like there's
0: like it's just one that I could point out, evident right. alcoholism, um, uh, greed, uh, just gluttony. I mean, there's all yeah, these, sins. these sins, and if
1: people are living. In any of these, and I know you're not just isolating homosexuality, but it's just pre- so like it's a it's a, a hot topic right in now. our in our culture, especially. But there are a list of sins, right? Um, and they all separate us from God, and any sin that's held unrepentant, like it's you're crucifying Christ every time you contribute yeah. to it. And
0: that's the thing, the unrepentant. I can I'm all. You're a brother in Christ to me if you are a homosexual struggling with that. Yeah. And you're trying to repent of that. Right. Because you're in the same bracket as someone that struggles with pornography, as the same bracket that someone struggles with um, uh, purity, as someone that struggles with, uh, uh, like, you know. Having multiple sexual partners, like yeah, you, like you're in that same bracket because sexual sin is sexual sin. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're a dating
1: couple and you're having sex with each other or living with each other, you're in sin Yeah, like too. I'm like, not I'm know? not just there's a lot barrel. of heterosexual sin out there uh too. right Exactly.
0: If you're if you're repentant that you're knowing that and you're you're fighting every fiber of your being to to do that with through the power of the Holy Spirit, right, yeah. Then, Amen. Like I'm right there with you, brother. Repentant. I'll lock arms with you and like let's let's fight this together. A repentant believer. But if you are like, yeah, I love everything that Jesus has done for me, and I love everything that he's given me, but this one... Um, I get a hall pass on exactly. whatever do whatever I want to do. Because culture says it's okay. Yeah, I promise you the way culture is going, just like we saw in Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament, culture is not going to be your friend and it's going to lead you to destruction. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as we continue going down this path of ignoring God and, 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 and empowering culture... You are going to see wild things then become swept under the rug. Like you just wait, wait mm-hmm. another fifty years, and you're going to see some wild stuff that people are going to say it's okay for that to be my identity. Yeah,
1: because the moral standard of co- of society is always shifting. Yes, and God's moral standard is always s- it's true. Yes. Right, it stays put. Um, consistent. It's consistent, and we can trust in it. And anytime. Anytime we're looking as culture to be our guide, we're going we're going to be going down a slippery slope. But God God is consistent, His word is consistent, His character is consistent, and that's why we follow the truth. Yeah.
0: You know, the Amen. truth of Christ. So I think we've covered that enough. Last thing. There's two more. Someone Can
1: you just say the last thing, there's two more? Maybe. Last two things. <laughs> Last two things, maybe. <laughs> Last thing. Um, well, the, like <laughs> I know one's going to be a quick one, and okay, then the other okay, one's okay, going to okay, be. I'm, I'm with you. I'm sorry.
0: Someone can know they're saved. All right? Yeah. This is a quick one. It's going to be easy.
1: First John five thirteen. Is that what you got?
0: Bro, yeah. You know it. <laughs> you know it. How about that? We both um, studied. I'll, I'll read it out for you since you're going to bring it up. Okay. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. You can know that you're saved. You know that you're saved. If you talk to a Christian, a professing Christian, you go, hey, you going end up in heaven? And they go, uh, hmm. it's like, hey, are you a Christian? It's like, well, I always hear this one. Well, that's kind of a gray area. Gray, that's that's a rough like, Can topic. we know that? Yeah, like, can we really know? And they well, start tiptoeing. Yeah. Brother. That's sad to see, too. Gray area. That's a bad spot to be in. Yeah. No, you're, we can know we're saved. Yeah, yeah like, you know, you confidently know. know. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, just because I'm confidently know that I'm saved does not mean I'm holier than thou does not mean that I am better than you. This does not mean, uh, I have like a, a hierarchy to you.
1: No, it's because the Holy Spirit has kept you. Uh, Jude one twenty four. Now all glory to God. And I love that who is able to keep you from falling away, not by your strength, but by the work of God. Like God's literal spirit in you keeps you from falling away. That's how you can know you're secure mm-hmm. because of the work of God, not because of your work. Yeah,
0: we're saved through the death and the resurrection of Christ. So we know, we're know we confident in knowing that part. Yeah. And then we con- we're we confident in knowing that we're saved through that. And then guess what? So that we may continue to believe in that like mm-hmm. and, and be obedient in alignment with God's word and his will, not by our own doing, through the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. that we will be sanctified and in in one day, eternal, spend eternity with the Creator.
1: And if you don't know if you're saved, <laughs> like you're probably not. And it, and it's in because I know I'm married.
0: Yeah, like there's no question about that. <laughs> there's
1: no doubt. I like I know and I know I'm a dad. Like these things yeah. are per- Like I know yes. what I am and, and I know I'm saved and and by looking at Christ's word.
0: And it's not. I'm not saying this because. Here's the thing. People don't want to say this, but the gospel is abrasive sometimes. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying this <gasps> to turn you away. I'm not saying this to, yep. like, but that knee-jerk reaction you just had listening to this, that's God's spirit mm. tugging on you saying, yo, like, that's conviction. Like, yeah. if you do not have God's spirit with, living within you, you're not going to have conviction about any of this. You're going to mm. be like, you are a bunch of losers that yeah. just hate people. Um, right. Bigots. Yeah, like, we're just bigots, whatever. <laughs> but if you have conviction, like, Praise God. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Listen to that conviction and repent and, 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 and get a lot like in line with God's will. And this is why we're bringing this up. Religious performers. We know that they're, and I hate to break it to you. But there is a lot of religious performers around you. Do you hate to break it? Down? I do because it's <laughs> going to be a tough one because yeah. this is what has led a lot of, we're saying the progressive movement, but this has been heret- like heretical teachers for ever and ever since the beginning of the church. Mm-hmm. Because a religious performer can be your brother, like your sibling. It can be your mom. Yeah. It can be your cousin, family, friends, girlfriend, whatever. You, you. Like, Right? you, it can be, it's not fun to hear, right? You um, do
1: all, someone checks all the boxes to yeah. look a certain way.
0: Yeah, and because, like, we see this within the Western culture, like, we're, like, if you look at any other religion, um, false religion, one thing I will say is they're very seclusive. They're very, um... They don't. They're exclusive, not yeah. exclusive. They're not like um. They're not very inviting to non-believers. Like yeah, they uh, have
1: a standard. They have a
0: standard, yeah. and uh, they have a process before you can start doing this thing. Right. It's funny,
1: you know, Christianity gets bashed for being exclusive, but we're not the only ones <laughs> that have a standard of beliefs that we yeah. expect you to follow. And so
0: within American Church, we because we bring people who have not heard the gospel right with us, um. Which is great, like keep doing that. But th- this is a product, a byproduct of this process, um, because the gospel now is um in a lot of churches, you know, and if you have a church that uh, doesn't teach this way, praise God, stay at that church and like and dig your heels into it. But a lot of churches present a solution before pointing out the problem, and so what does that do? You're able to kind of be a chameleon in the Christian uh body. You, I've done it. I've done it. I know I've done it. So I can speak to this one where you go to church on Sunday, you put your hands up in the air, you close your eyes, you, you scream and praise and, uh, you eat bread, you drink juice and then nothing changes and you go back out into the world and you just do whatever you want and you have no conviction about it whatsoever. That is not good. That yeah. is not a good spot. If you have a friend that's living like that, if you have a family member that's living like that, pray for them first of all because there's nothing you can do to save. Like you're, you can't just like force someone to like be repentant and follow God, right? That's only by God's spirit. That's only by, um, by God, right? That's like that is the one thing that is like that is only through the power of Christ. Just well, like
1: Miley Cyrus says? You can put your hands up. They're playing your song. <laughs> the butterflies fly away and you're not in your head like yeah, yeah and you're moving your hips like yeah right
0: and then you leave the church and then you're back to the same, yeah. old, same and old. and so pray for them theologian Miley Cyrus <laughs> and bring it in like bring it to attention you know i'd rather have a family member that's not happy with me right now and and like it's stewing within them that like they have to at least face the fact like i here's the thing i d- when I first started hanging out with you, I did not like when you called my my religious performances. What? I did not like it, obviously. It made me really, really mad. Really, yeah. really mad. And when I've told you about that. And before, probably uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But I praise God that you did that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you didn't force me to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started opening his word and reading and praying and informing discipline to be obedient to his word that i i realized oh my gosh like but trust me when
1: i did those things that wasn't about my exactly strength that mm-hmm. was you know i didn't want to do those things either mm-hmm. even though i like i cared about you i saw an area maybe that was like god won want, god wants me to say something and then it was my decision to like talk to you about oh it.
0: and th- and this is like and i'm bringing this up cuz we can just do this but like me going out and going out for the weekend uh-huh. and then going out and getting trashed and, and cussing and blending in with the world. And then I'd come and hang out with you and I'd be like, I love God. And you're like, really? Oh, really now? <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Yeah, like, because
1: I'm seeing you in a repetitive pattern of, yeah. you know, stuff that doesn't seem that you, I I remember, that you don't see it as a problem.
0: I remember you saying, Oh, you do then prove it. Like then show it should, not to me, not yeah. to anybody else, to God. Like, you love him. Yeah, I can him?
1: never ask you about this ever again. It's, yeah. It's not my problem. It's yours. Yeah.
0: Like, and I, and and then we'd end the conversation, and he'd be like, I love you, but, dude, like, I'm not going to enable this uh, repetitive action. Like, uh-huh. I pray for you, and, like, if you want... And someone- I'm a nice guy, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> If you want... I get a
1: lot of crap from people that, mm-hmm. like, are really close to me, but um, I only, like, I call out people because I love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like I
1: truly care about if, people. <laughs> and if
0: I was all self-consumed and I didn't want to hear about it, yeah. um and I didn't have uh the Holy Spirit showing me conviction, I would just continue what are we doing? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been friends and this would have never happened. But the fact that I felt conviction from that and then I dug into that and said, why do I feel conviction from this? Mm, yeah. It turned it turned me. And it was only it, – it, I had had those convictions, trust me, like going out and partying, I knew what I was doing was wrong. Right. right? I was being – I was convicted. You
1: reacted to your convictions. Exactly. And that's what we're hoping that other people will do. So just – You got a conviction to react just to those convictions.
0: please, like this is eternity we're talking about. And yeah. it's like I know that it's something that is not fun and not – uh, doesn't seem like it's loving, but it's loving to tell people the truth, uh, especially when it comes to being obey obeying God. So, closing thought and closing statement: As we've jumped back and forth with "Is once saved, always saved?" True, once saved, always saved is true for the regenerated Christian. Mm-hmm. We should boldly cling to that and confidently say this daily, right? As I say daily. This should be an evaluation daily. We should evaluate ourselves daily to uh, are we being obedient in alignment with God's word? I feel like we've covered that so much in this episode, but that is something to do, right? Just as much in my marriage, I have to continually evaluate, am I pouring my all in all into this marriage? Because it's easy to get into the swing of things. And it's easy to just do the mundane task and convince myself that's good enough, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It it takes discipline and love and, and evaluation daily to be a good husband to my wife, mm-hmm. right? And that's just a very small, small-scale thing. I have to do the same thing in my walk in relationship with God as a Christian. And it's not, and like people are like, oh, well, if you're truly saved, you shouldn't have to. It's, it's not doubt. It's, it's belief. It is. Okay. Look, man, like I know that like I, I have,
1: it's assessing yourself.
0: I'm a asses- like, I'm assessing myself daily. I know. Hey, look, man, I know what I have sin and sin is creeping. What is it, like a creeping, lying, ready to devour you. Like yeah. it's, it's right around the corner. And, um, we see, uh, in, I think it was in Hebrews as well, where it talks about like, like that sin, like Jesus, Jesus faced all temptations. Right. And so like, he knows, he knows where you're at and he knows what you're facing and he knows what you're dealing with. Right. And, and he, but he did not sin. Right. So there's a way out. There's a way to resist that sin. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's only through the power of Christ. So, we should say this confidently daily as a regenerated christian for the for the christian that's in the the, the rocky soil don't let this deceive you don't let this be a uh blanket term that enables you to not change right and to, and to not be in daily uh, obedience to god's word so for the regenerated christian the true christian here's something that we should cling to um, and it's a verse that I, I love like daily, and it, I, find, I, I revert back to it to remind myself of this. Is that Romans eight thirty five through uh, thirty nine? It says, "Can anything separate us from Christ's love?" Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or a uh, calamity, or are perse- are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons. Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky. Above or the earth below, indeed, nothing in all in creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed. I want to f- focus on that one voice, that one word, revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Take confidence in that. Yeah, cling to that. And then, if you want to know where God's love is, read read about Jesus. See yeah. what Jesus said. And he will point out to you clear, red letters will point out to you clear where you need to repent and change and turn back to him.
1: Yeah, if you're a follower of Christ, if you, uh, if you are truly saved, uh, John 10, 28 and 20 through 29 says, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, uh, for my Father has given them to me. He is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my Father's hand. So mm. if you are saved, you you cannot be taken away. And lastly, Philippians 1, 6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until finally finished on the day when Christ returns. So God is going to continue to mm. work in you day after day until his work is finished when, he, when Christ returns, or unless you die first, right? Like mm. it, that... He is continuing the work in you every single day. Mm -hmm. And so salvation is an everyday thing. Um, It's not just a prayer. It is a a choice Mm -hmm. to be committed to Christ. Amen. If saved, you are always saved. You have eternal security when you have been saved uh, by Christ through the Spirit of God.
0: 100%.
1: And that's all I got. Is that all you got?
0: Yeah, man. I know that was a little heavy. What but a banger. What a banger. Wanted, but,
1: probably one of our longest episodes, but, uh, but I loved it. It was good. I will
0: say this for uh, the people listening. We're praying for you. The three of you that are still <laughs> yeah. with us. At you're after like, after 45 <laughs> minutes, you're like, they passed the timer. Yeah, I'm not uh, listening anymore. But yeah, for the people that are listening, man, we're praying for you. We love you. Yeah. We're doing this out, not because of like a boasting thing, but just because we love doing this and we love y'all. And we want to equip you. And Um, if
1: you love us, the greatest thing you can do is share this episode with somebody. And if you're on YouTube, uh, comment and like and do all that stuff. Like, interact because um, we would love to interact, especially if you have a question.
0: Yeah, like, please comment in any... any, I promise you the question list I have that has been presented to us. um, There's a lot that we've presented to ourselves. We've probably had... 10 people actually send a question in mm-hmm. and like those are going to be answered. And some of them are actually really interesting topics, but um, I have questions that we want to talk about, but I will totally set those aside yeah. for those who actually have a, a, a serious question that they're just struggling with and don't know how to find the resources to find yeah. the answers uh, and um, maybe are confused about some things. So, um, or even don't even know where to find it in the Bible. Like, I will take the time and do that. Find it in the Bible. But, you um, seen that meme? <laughs> <laughs> find it in the Bible. Anyway. But I will say um, the, the last thing is for those that are listening to this and you're feeling a lot of funky stuff right now, uh, pray through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And don't ignore it. Like, dig into it. Dig your heels and respond into it to your conviction. And respond to it. Yeah. Um and Christ will reveal to you what you need to hear. So, so cool. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. We love you. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening
1: to yeah. the Nine Black Podcast. See you next week. <laughs>